Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. There are some people who seem to enjoy playing the doormat, who thrive under the domination of others. Such a man is Charles Sidney. In a minute, we meet Charles at the moment of his discontent, at the emergence of his emancipation in a story we call Concerto for Charlie. I'll have Act One in just a minute. At the piano is Charles Sidney of the Boston Sidneys, son of Peter and Elizabeth Sidney, both deceased. Since that fatal occasion, since his 13th year, Charlie's been in the care and custody of his maiden aunt, Constance Dreyfus of the Boston family. Oh, Charlie isn't playing a concert just now. In fact, he's never played a concert. Though this is just a routine afternoon at the Dreyfus estate, and what Charlie is doing is practicing, preparing for the moment when his loving Aunt Connie will present him to a waiting world at Carnegie Hall. He will never appear at Carnegie Hall. What? What are you talking about, Professor Meisner? I'm saying that your nephew is a very adequate pianist. But a great pianist is more than adequate. Charles has a certain adeptness at the mechanics of the keyboard, which I've been able to give him. But he lacks one important element which nobody can give him. And that is talent. Talent, Miss Dreyfus, he doesn't have. Why, you insult him. Well, the efforts are useless. Here. Here is your last check. I have kept hoping over the last year that I would see a faint spark of latent ability. Get out. Get out of here this minute. My advice to you is to introduce young Charles to a nice girl and sell the piano. Well. Charles. Charles. Yes, Aunt Connie? Is that something Meisner gave you to play? Why, yes, yes it is. It's his concerto. Give it to me. What? Give it to me. Give me that music. Aunt Connie. I don't want a single stanza from that fraud of a man in this house. Well, what happened? 
I saw him storming out of here. Oh, Charles, what a fool I've been letting that idiot tamper with your art for all this time. I'll never forgive myself. Oh, so he found out about me, too. Well, it took him less time than Dr. Morietti. Tomorrow, I'm going to Juilliard and engage a real piano instructor. Oh, Auntie, not another one. Charles, have you forgotten what you mean to me? More than a nephew, Charles, you know that. While Elizabeth and Peter lived, I admired you. I did everything an aunt could do. Then, when your dear mother and father died in that awful wreck, I reshaped my entire life for you, gladly, eagerly. And I promised myself then you would have everything you would need to become the great concert artist I knew you could be. Oh, don't waste it, Charles. Dear Charles, don't disappoint me now. No, Aunt Connie. No, I won't disappoint you. Well, rest now, dear. It's still warm out. Perhaps you'd like a swim. Dinner tonight at eight as usual. And remember, tomorrow we go to Julia. Fine, Aunt Connie. Fine. I'll be out in the terrace. Bravo, maestro. Barbara, I didn't know you were out here. Just enjoying the concert and being neighborly. Mind? No, 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 of course not. Uh, You've been here long? Not long. Just long enough to hear the good professor get his walking papers. Sit down, Charlie. Here, by me. Thank you. Oh, for Pete's sake, don't be so proper. This is me, good old Barbara from across the hedge. I know what's bugging you. I was listening. (laughs) You're a shameless hussy. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. And you like me that way, don't you? Well, don't you? Well, I like you, all right. But do we have to talk about it? No, you're right. Why talk at all if we can do something about it? Hmm? Oh, Barbara. We gotta be more careful. The help they can see us. Wanna go down by the garage? Please, Barbara. What's the matter? That's where you took me the first time you ever kissed me. I know, but that was ten years ago. We were both just kids. And you were just as scared then as you are right now. Only now you're scared of something different, aren't you? I I don't know what you mean. Oh, yes, you do. You're scared to stand up to dear Aunt Connie and walk out on her in that Steinway because you're afraid you'd lose everything, right? Well, uh... Right. And isn't it so? Look at you, 27 years old. You haven't earned a dime in your whole life. Who buys your wardrobe, your cars, your trips to Europe? Oh, look, lover boy. You don't live 500 feet from someone for half your life without getting to know the score. Uh, but let's walk away from the house. All right. I admit it, but the only thing I've got that Aunt Connie didn't buy for me is you. I can't even have you as long as she has it in her head that she's going to make me the world's greatest pianist. That's what I was trying to tell her in the music room. I know, I heard. But I can't let her down. I'm her only living relative now. I'm the The son son she she never never had. had, I know. But life isn't too tough, is it, Charlie? You sit there and practice your scale six hours a day, and sooner or later you'll play yourself right into a fortune. The ironic thing to me is you have to wait for her to kick off before you can get your loot as well as hers. Well, I I wouldn't put it in those words exactly. Well, you told me yourself about that, 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 that whatchamacallit, your your folks set up in their will? Uh, the trust fund? Yeah, yeah, where you get the kind of allowance for as long as Connie lives and you're still her ward. Well, that's right, but of, of course this is the way the balance of my inheritance is being invested for me, so that when that day does come, there should be a lot of money left. An awful lot. Well, a fat lot of good that does you now. Yeah, I know. 
I'm sick of the piano. I could hack the thing into kindling wood. You know, it seems to me you could lay down the law to her and make her turn you loose. I mean, will or no will, you are 27 years old. Maybe. Maybe I could talk to Mr. Grimshaw, the attorney for the estate. Oh, sure. He'd be about as sympathetic as an iceberg. And remember, he gets a fee for administering the estate. Well, what then? Would you like I said? Stand up to dear Auntie. Move out. If you set up your own apartment somewhere and start paying your own way, wouldn't that break the provision in the will about being under Connie's custody? Well, you know, that's a thought. I gotta hand it to you, Barbara. I think you've got an idea. Oh, I wish you'd have one of your own now and then. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What am I talking about? I can't move out. I haven't got a dime of my own. You mean you never saved any of the money? All I've got is a pocket full of credit cards. Then you've got to persuade her to let you go on her own free will. Do you think you can do it? i got to try. I'll, I'll try it tonight at dinner. See you after? Okay. Here, by the garage? Okay. Charlie, here's the luck for us. Oh, Barbara. Go on now. Go on. And Charlie, be firm. Can I have some more wine? Why, that's your third glass. Wine is meant to be sipped, dear. Now, if you're thirsty... All right, I'll reach for it myself. Oh, Charles. No, I, I've had it. Oh, Charles. Oh, Charles, listen. I've taken just about all I can take. Charles. I'm through, Aunt Connie. Tomorrow we'll drive down to Juilliard and hire a new piano teacher. I don't teacher. want a new piano teacher. I don't want to ever play the blasted piano again. I don't want to live here. I don't want to be a pet Pekingese. I want out, and I want my own life to live. And do you hear me? I'm a no-talent fake. Keep your voice down. I here. never wanted any piano lessons. But my folks, they made me take them. Now you take over, you drill me, you control me, and I haven't even got a life of my own. Do you realize that? I'm 27 years old, and I'm a puppet. And I want my own life, and my own money. And I want to live for myself. And did you hear what I said? Yes. Yes, poor dear Charles. And I do understand. You do? Of course. You're a sensitive soul. It only bears out what I've always contended. You are a great artist, and it's only natural that you're depressed after this afternoon. Depressed? I'm almost out of my mind. I tell you, I've had it with that piano, and this house, and with you. You've got to see Mr. Grimshaw. Grimshaw? Whatever for? To tell him that you want me released from this trust fund, to put on my own, with my own money. Why, I'll do nothing of the kind. Sit down and finish your no. dinner. No, I'm through. And that's that. Yes, Miss Dreyfus? Graham, I'm afraid Mr. Charles isn't himself tonight. He just went out the other door. Will you see to it that he does not leave the grounds or see anyone? Do you understand? I'll lock the gates immediately, ma'am. Is that you? Where are you? Here. Here, over by the garage. Well, well, how did it go? Well, I I told her all right. And? Oh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. She won't let loose. Oh, great. 
Come on, come on, sit down beside me or they'll see you. You know, this is incredible. Hiding from my auntie like a naughty little boy. Charlie, Charlie, explain that trust fund to me. Well, as, as I get it, my parents stipulated that if they both died at the same time... And they did. My inheritance would be placed in this trust fund. And uh, Aunt Connie would act as my trustee for as long as she lives or until she becomes unable to take care of me. Oh, they must have expected you to grow up to be an idiot. No comment. Well, anyway, Connie gets part of the money in payment for taking care of me. Taking care of you? Who says you need taking care of? They did, I guess. Charlie? Hmm? Did it ever occur to you what a good deal it was for Connie? Your parents both dying together? She can hang on to her inheritance and part of yours as long as she lives. Are you trying to tell me something? I'm trying to tell you that Connie has lived pretty high for 14 years. She's put on servants she's never had before, bought a rolls, traveled, spent money. People have murdered for a lot less. Murdered? Connie was the last person to see your parents alive, wasn't she? Yeah, we, uh... Spent the day here. I was to spend a week with her while my parents went upstate. And wasn't there something about Graham fixing their car before they made the trip? Yeah. Yeah, Dad was going to take the car down to the village for a tune-up. But Connie insisted that Graham could do the work right here. Right here in this garage. Now, what are you getting at? Shh, shh. Someone's been listening. Master Charles. Oh, speak of the devil. It's Graham, Master Charles. Miss Dreyfus has been most concerned. I think you'd better come back to the house now. Uh, good evening, Miss Barbara. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later, Barbara. Coming, Mr. Charles? I'm coming. Uh, you heard what we were talking about, did you, Graham? I'll just say this, sir. Miss Barbara has a colorful imagination. And this matter of the accident, it would be very hard to prove. It's been, hmm, how long? Fourteen years? Yes, very hard to prove, sir. What can I do for you? Uh, Wilson's Auto Wrecking? That's us. Uh, you've been in the business here in the village for a long time, haven't you? 24 years. Same location. Why? Uh, my name's Charles. Hiya. And, well, this is a long shot, but 14 years ago, there was a bad accident on the Hudson Highway when a car with two people in it went over the cliffs. Mm, 1960 Cadillac Fleetwood. Black. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> Mr. Charles, you think a doctor ever forgets an appendix? You think a dentist ever forgets a mouth? Well, I never forget a wreck. I bought that wreck. Well, then maybe maybe you'd remember the condition of the car. Vividly. It was flat. Well, yes, I'm sure it was flat. What I mean is, can you recall if there was any obvious reason for the car to go over the cliff? Oh, could have been brakes, power steering. Why? Well, the people in it were my parents. Uh-huh. Well, look, if you dismantled the car, you'd have seen if some part had been... Jimmy, wouldn't you? Might have. Come here. You know much about cars? Well, not much. Well, your power steering system's made so it's fail-safe. 
That means if it loses pressure under normal conditions, it, it gets harder to steer. But it doesn't just let you down, bluey like that. You follow me? But, but the unit I pulled out of that 60 caddy was different. I couldn't sell it. Had to throw it out. How come? It wouldn't work. Put fluid in, build up pressure, and she'd let the front end wander all over the place. Caused by a, a bleeder hole drilled in the servo body. Well, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds like... The... Like somebody tinkered with the power steering? Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yep, that's what I'd say. have you been? I've been to Juilliard, but I had to go all by myself. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry about that, Aunt Connie. I had an, uh, an errand to run in the village this morning. With that Barbara girl? Barbara? Oh, no, no. I was all alone. Well, you were with her last night, weren't you? With Graham? Who needs the CIA? Graham has been a loyal and trusted servant for many years, Charles. But I do wish you'd get over seeing that Barbara. I think she's at the root of your dissatisfaction. She has very peculiar ideas. But I kind of like her. She's, she's my contact with civilization. Well, you soon have something to occupy your mind. I've engaged a new piano teacher, one of the... Oh, no, no. You went through with it, did you? Oh, you'll see some real progress this time. Charles, if you're going outside, take a sweater with you. You talked with the wrecking yard man? And he remembered the car. And he has much told me the steering gear had been tampered with. Charlie, do you know what this means? You're you're living with a murderess. Murderess? You mean murderer. Graham Who was... do you think put him up to it? Uh, Connie? Well, doesn't it add up? Connie gets your folks out of the way, gets control of their estate. Barbara, what else? Barbara, are you crazy? My mother was Connie's sister. And how much was she worth to Connie dead? I won't even talk about it. Oh, you've grown to enjoy captivity, is that it? The trouble with you, Charlie, is that you never want anything badly enough to do anything about it. I thought I was in love with a man. But you're a puppet. A willing puppet. All right. All right. Now, suppose it was, Aunt Connie. What can I do about it now? You know what you can do about it. What are you suggesting? That woman will never let you go. If we're ever going to have anything for ourselves, you know what has to happen. We both know it, don't we? You mean, do her in? Murder? Well... I don't believe it. You're not serious. Well, it, it wouldn't be like that. If she killed your parents, it'd be justice. Didn't you love them, Charlie? Your folks? Well, of course I love well, them. What if you're living in the same house with their murderer? If, if I thought now, if I thought for one minute... Add it up, Charlie. Maybe it's harder for you to see, but I'm on the outside. I can see it. Darling, what she did to them, what she's doing to you. By the way, this afternoon I thought of something horrible. Do you have a will? A will? Uh, yes, Grimshaw insisted on it when I turned 21. Who gets it? Who gets it? All your money, if you die before Connie. Oh. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Barbara, what can I do? I can't do anything. Walk like... down to the hedge with me. I've got an interesting idea for a little rock. 
I'm so delighted that you suggested this ride. It's been a long time since we've had a nice drive together. Yes, and Graham seemed to be happy to have the afternoon off. Of course he was. Well, now, where are we going? The beach. Uh, you mind? Oh, mind? I'd love it. Do you remember when you were a little boy how you loved to go to the beach and build sandcastles? Sure, I remember. And Dad would take me out under the surf on his shoulders and pretend he was going to dunk me. Oh, please. I'm sorry I met you. And when we got back, Mama would have the picnic lunch all spread out. I thought they were the two handsomest people in the world. Please, Charles, let's not talk about them. Why not? Why not, Aunt Connie? We never talk about them. And I'd like to. They were wonderful people. I only wish I'd been able to know them a little longer. Stop it, Charles. Stop it. Look, we're here. On the cliff road above the ocean. The whole Atlantic Ocean. 200 feet below us. <gasps> Don't drive so close. There's a slope right down to the edge. Tell me again how it happened, Eddie. How Graham fixed my father's car. And then they drove a few miles. I never want that subject discussed again. You don't want to talk about it? All right. Let's change the subject. Let's talk about me. When are you going to give me my freedom? I'm only complying with your parents' wishes, Charles. They recognized that you tended to be a bit unstable. Oh, unstable, am I? That's where you're going to try now, huh? Well, Annie, I've given you every opportunity... There's nothing to... to be ashamed of in having a certain weakness, Charles. We all weakness? have our... Oh, yes. Yes, I've been weak, all right, but not anymore. Charles, the emergency brake. Why did you release the Just emergency brake? Stay break? over on your side. No, stay in the car. What are you doing? The car's rolling. Fifteen to control. Hey, we need to get another wrecker up here. The car is wedged in the rocks at the foot of the cliff. Fire's out. We have one fatality confirmed. Identity unknown, but I'm interrogating a witness. Unit 15 out. Okay, now, miss, you were saying you were right behind the car. Yes, yes, I saw the whole thing. The, the car never stopped or anything, just dove right off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Speed? Uh, about 40. Weaving, you said. Yes, as if the driver had passed out or, or or was drunk. Okay, that's about all I'll need. Thank you, ma'am. You're free to go now. Thank you, officer. Well, even simpler than I figured. You know, at the last minute, I almost thought you'd changed your mind. <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> Hardly. As I told Charles just before it happened, he was weak. Well, I'm not. Barbara, my dear, it was planning and timing and surprise. Just as we planned, when he opened the door, I leaned over and grabbed him to keep him in the car. Then I rolled out my own open door. The element of surprise, my dear. Well, I'm certainly glad it's over. Yes. It would have been only a matter of time before Charles would discover it had been his inheritance we were living on, not mine that my own fortune ran out long ago. And my share? <laughs> In due time, my dear. In due time. <laughs> As I used to say to Charles, youth is so impatient. And so ends Concerto for Charlie, 
I'll be back in one minute with the name of tonight's players and a scene from next week's Crisis. Concerto for Charlie featured Jack Morton, Lee Posh, Pat French, Vern Taylor, and Ross Perry, and was written and directed by yours truly, Jim French, who invites you to join us again next week at the same time for Crisis. Crisis.